Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. You know what's really cool is when you can start jamming with other people that bring a different perspective. And sometimes it's really helpful to do this when you're really going through different times like a pandemic. I know, right? So our guest today is going to be tuning into some frequencies, uh, talking about you know collaboration, getting people working together. And he's the CEO of Principles of Execution. And I'd like to welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Gerald Leonard. Gerald J. Leonard. There you go. How you doing, Kenny? You know, the J is important. I got harassed one time for not putting the J or the middle initial. In middle initial, name. yeah. I'm well, like, the oh. middle initial stands for Jerome. So I have three, I have three first names. But, <laughs> um, but there are a number of other Gerald Leonard's out there. And um, I, I learned this from David Mirman Scott. Okay. Uh, uh, he uses his middle initial um, uh, and his... Um, a lot of his writing and things. And he talked about the importance of just kind of distinguishing yourself. So I figured I'd, I'd do that with my uh, with my middle initial, Gerald J. I, yeah. I like it. It has a good sound to it. My middle initial is a W and it sometimes makes my name look like Warper. I'm like, that's not right. It's not <laughs> Warper, it's W Harper, but yeah. Yeah. You don't like always Kenny get w, that. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, great to have you on here and great to see the amazing things that you're doing. I really appreciate the person you are and what you bring into the world. It's, it's really awesome. I appreciate I've, it. Thanks. I've known you for some time. I've seen some of the things you've created, but if you wouldn't mind just kind of tuning people in, letting them know some of the things about your background and, and kind of how you got started. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I started as a, um, a musician, all right? And, um, you know, I talk about it. I see you have a picture of my podcast in the background. Um, I, I, I kind of give an intro of how I got started even in music, which was um, sneaking into my sister's room and grabbing her guitar. Oh, and wow. I was playing, I was taking piano lessons, but I really, really <laughs> enjoyed the guitar more than playing piano. And uh, I would sneak and play it. And eventually she found me and she realized she wasn't going to play it. So she let me have the guitar. And, um, we laugh about it. Uh, and we still even have, she even, we still even have that little, it's like a toy guitar and we still have it. Um, we laugh about it. It's obviously been 30, 40 years later. But um, I went to college for, for music, uh, did my bachelor's and master's in it and uh, spent a, a number of years playing as a professional. But then uh, after having kids, I wanted to, I didn't really want to be on the road a lot. And so I, um, I switched, ended up switching careers and I got into IT, but I kept playing in the New York City area and what was interesting was I started seeing the similarities between um, what I had learned in business or what I was learning in business and doing in business and what I was doing in music. And um, so I started, when I started later on in my life, started putting some books together around that topic. And that's kind of when you and I met, mm -hmm. I had just written my uh, first book, uh, which you have it behind you there, Culture is the Base. And, um, you know, that book has gone on to do pretty well. And, and um it's been listed on Entrepreneurs Magazine as one of the top 15 books to read on business culture. Sweet. And uh, and that was just, you know, this, one of the writers from Entrepreneur Magazine finding the book and um, doing some research on it and putting it on the list. And then um, after I wrote that book, I ended up getting a literary agent 
uh, who we then, I wrote my second book, Workplace Jazz, that was published by Business Expert Press. And that was just published at the beginning of this year. Um, and then within the last few years, I ended up working with a music producer, a guy named Donald Robinson, um, who worked with Grover Washington Jr., Gerald Weasley, and a bunch of other folks. But he's also written a lot of really great music and recorded some amazing albums. And uh, he became my music producer. And so I've done three singles. So I have some singles out on iTunes and, and, um, uh, and Spotify and all the other uh, music channels. And so I've just kind of figured out a way to integrate productivity, um, workplace culture, neuroscience, and music. And music is the main metaphor for, for all the things that I do. Bravo. You know, I've got the bass out and I, I don't always bring it out, but I just thought. Right. Be... Gotcha. And I, I thought it would be cool because I, you know, I think we all play different instruments and when we work together, we can create harmony. And that's, that's kind of like the, the concepts behind, you know, growth amplifiers. Yes. Is, you know, we're, we all have that, that uniqueness inside of us. So right. um, thank you for, for visiting us on growth amplifiers. And if, if we could, I'd, I'd like to hear about this, this new book that you got out. I'm a fan of your, your original book. I keep on doing the wrong arm, <laughs> but uh, I haven't picked up a copy of the, the new book yet, but I definitely want to hear more about it and, and check it out because I really appreciate what you bring to the table. Yeah, well, the new book is um, it's, it's called Workplace Jazz, How to Improvise. And improvise stands for, it's a, it's a nine uh, letter acronym, right? Mm -hmm. And it's basically what it is. And it, it has, you know, a whole framework that goes along with it. And it starts with, you know, uh, improving through deliberate practice and um, measuring what matters. And it kind of, it kind of goes through the whole framework of, of it. But I came up with that, um, with, the, with this mindset of, and as you probably know from my first book, I love stories. And so I, uh, I like to include a lot of really great stories. But, I, but because we're working in a much more agile environment, a lot of businesses have already have been going into an agile environment. But what I started seeing, again, as a musician and as a, a consultant, was that I think jazz ensembles, a quartet, a trio, a quintet, they kind of reflect what a jazz, what a, what an agile mindset is, right? When you're playing jazz, you know, you're not just reading notes like you're playing classical or, you know, you're not just kind of making it up. Uh, there is a language to jazz. Mm. And so you have your melody and you have your chords and your chord changes. But then after you, the, the band plays the melody and chord changes, uh, each person or a group of folks who are in the band who have selected uh, get to solo and everyone else while that person is soloing, they stand back and they then listen real intently to what the person's doing in their soloing and they support them. And then the next person solos. And so that starts over again and they're basically interpreting the song and everyone else in the band imitates and listens real intently and supports them. So the premise of the book is that businesses can learn a lot from listening and watching how jazz musicians work together. Because a lot of the soft skills, and, and the book is really, it's built on some hard skills, but it's also built on some soft skills. But it's built on the skill of developing a jazz mindset or an agile mindset, or this, you know, the ability to be a, uh, uh, this agility kind of nimble mindset where things are changing. I mean, when playing jazz, things are happening, things are changing, things are moving really quickly. 
and you have to create this harmony on the spot, but you have to also do it as a group, which means the group has to be emotionally and mentally in tune with each other to make that happen. And so the book has a number of stories of musicians as well as business experts who are musicians like Jim Cathcart, Shep Hyken is in there, Bruce Trickell, I have a story from him, a guy named David Snyder, who's a guitar player, producer, and a uh, business consultant, and actually did some neuroscience studies at Harvard. And so I've got some really great stories from business consultants, but I also highlight like world-class jazz musicians that are current. So you get to learn a lot about them, how they grew up, and specifically around that particular item I'm talking about. But then I give some practicals. I give a section on the neuroscience of that particular part of the framework, mm -hmm. because the neuroscience is once we understand how our brains work, it makes it so much easier to work in concert with how our brains work and work becomes less stressful, becomes more enjoyable. And we also can work well together by using things like the mirror neuron effect. When, you know, if you see someone and they smile, right, and they're playing music, well, what do you do naturally? You smile and you, you know, you kind of fall into that groove. Well, that's the mirror neuron effect. Well, we can use that to grow and become better. You know, learning how musicians practice, um, deliberate practice, how they push themselves to grow, learning how they listen. I mean, think about it. When you first start, the first thing you have to do is, as a musician is you got to learn how to listen. You listen to the chord changes, you listen to what he's doing, you listen to the tempo, you listen to the style, you do all this listening. So you become real attuned to what people say and even what, why they're saying it. And so think about if you could take that into business and become a, a, like an expert listener so that you really understand what people are doing and where they're going. So the book really gives practical stories you know, left brain, right brain, neuroscience uh, processes, but then it also gives you uh, assessments and mm -hmm. some things to to really walk away and do. Because the way I write my books, I want people to get value from them from the book. Right. Well, I'm not writing a book so you can hire me as a consultant. I'm right. writing the book so that you can listen to, read the book and go, wow, I can make a difference. My This book can make a difference in my life and I can make some changes because I now understand these concepts. And I have an online course that I'm developing around my books, so it can take you to even to a deeper level. Mm -hmm. But again, if you just get the book, that's gonna it's gonna give you a lot of uh, content, as you already know from my first book. So that's basically I, the the concept of the workplace jazz. I love it. It's bravo, um, man. You you really do some great things. I, I once upon a time had, you know, that a a concept of of you know, the frequencies getting in harmony and how important it is. And it's cool to see that you've, you've got real life stories, you've got scientific data, and you've applied it into a concept and a framework that people can apply and actually utilize it. Yes. Um, and it's such an important time because, you know, a lot of the things that I hear from some of the different business owners and yep. professionals I connect with is, you know, their challenges with their team, their challenges yeah. with people not getting along, not working together. People don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. And right. there's all that frustration. But when you can, we could say, hey, look, it doesn't need to be that way. You could, yes. let's, it's like everyone's playing. And I'm sure you've had that session, you know, where you're, where you're jamming with maybe some different musicians, like for whatever reason, we're just not gelling today. <laughs> Right, right, right. It, it, it can be an, it can be an emotional, um, you know, uh, uh, emotional stick. Uh, one of my programs, um, 
that I got certified certified in it. Uh, Judith Glazer calls it upregulating or downregulating. Mm. When you're upregulating, you're thinking of things of I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I'm appreciative. Well, that actually produces positive neurochemicals that create a human bond. Mm. But if I'm downregulating in the conversation, then it's basically um, can create negative neurochemicals. And those negative neurochemicals can be things like, you know, you're excluding, you're judging, you're being critical, you're being, you know, you're, you're looking down or you're, you're, you're being skeptical. Those attitudes create negative neurochemicals and it actually drives people away. So when you're, as you're talking, you're saying you're, you're having a rehearsal and, you know, things are not going well. Well, it's because everyone's downregulating in oh. their mind and it's just a mindset. So if, so if I so if the band stopped and go wait a minute let's 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 rework this let's let's change our mindset and focus on upregulating the positive things that we have let's think about what we're grateful for let's think about let's appreciate each other and then imagine listening to someone that you appreciate mm-hmm. how you would go about listening to them compared to listening to someone or trying to listen to someone that you're critical of I could see you know that making a huge difference having experienced, you know, getting together with a, a group of people, maybe you've played with them before, maybe sometimes you haven't, and you could just get in and gel and yeah, it's like, get into a flow, get into that flow. But you're in a positive state when you're doing that. But if you're coming in there, and everyone's kind of got that, a, a funky sort of attitude, and they're getting frustrated, then it, it rubs off. It's kind of like, you see a similar thing in sports teams when they're, they're either getting momentum, or they're losing it. Right. Um, that's, that's really, really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's a very powerful uh, concept when you're working together, especially as you were talking earlier about virtual teams. Uh, and I shared this on a, on a previous uh, interview I had, and I talk a little bit about it in my book and it's the difference between um, like, it's like, we need a new style of leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, leaders have to become more like conductors of a, of a symphony or of, of a jazz uh, ensemble, like a Duke Ellington. I mean, or, or, you know, think of Quincy Jones when he was conducting these orchestras back in the day, or Duke Ellington or Count Basie, or even, again, you can go classical, right? You can go symphony, you know, New York Symphony, Philharmonic, blah, blah, blah. Well, what does a conductor do? Well, their focus is we have a, a, a concerto, we have a song, we have uh, uh, you know some music, and we want to get the big picture of that music out. We want to talk about what are we trying to create. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone in the band, whether it's a cellist, violist, bi- you know, basses, you know, drummer, whatever, well, the the conductor is going to look at them and go, "Well, you guys are experts at what you do. You're experts in your instrument." So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna practice management by walking around. Can you imagine a conductor trying to conduct a major symphony by practicing management by walking around? <laughs> it's uh, not gonna happen, right? right? No. <laughs> and, 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 and could you imagine him saying, "I want to know, give me all your metrics, and I want to micromanage what you're doing." You know, I want the cello section to you know to be totally on point, and I want you to give me a status report after every you know after, after every concert about what you did and how you did it doesn't work. So what works? What works is honoring the fact that I have people in my group, musicians, who are professionals, who are experts, who are artists that I can trust and respect. 
And it's my job is to get everyone to play together, to listen to each other, to hear the important parts, to bring out those little hidden melodies that make their interpretation of the song sound so great, and then to lead the group that way to kind of create this 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 thing we call this beautiful symphony of music. Gerald, man, it's like you you've cracked the code because <laughs> I've I've had this, you know, I've got my books and I've got a few that are on my pile. And I said, I'm not going to get any more books before I finish the ones that I've got in my list. But you just cracked the code because I'm going to get, definitely go get yours. It's really, really cool. And speaking of getting your book, how do pe- how can people get a copy of your book? Where can they go? And well, they can them? go to they can go to my website. Uh, I have a new website for the book. It's called workplace dash like a hyphen dash jazz.com. So workplace dash jazz.com. And you can learn about everything. I've gotten a number of endorsements. I was blessed to get uh, Brian Tracy, um, Daniel Burris, and uh, a number of other professionals to endorse the book. Uh, The book is published by Business Expert Press, who are partnered with Harvard Business Review. So it's a really, it's more of a um, uh, academic, it can be used as an academic book as well. Um, uh, And it's on Amazon as well. Um, but it's pretty much uh, available globally in bookstores and, and at airports and, and libraries because, um, again, having a publisher this time and not self-publishing it, but actually having a publisher that, you know, that purchased the book um, made it makes a big deal to, to uh, kind of get it out globally. And so I'm really excited about that because it, it does, you know, get it out um, to uh, around the world and uh, gives a lot more exposure. That's and awesome. so. So yeah, so it's workplace.jazz.com. And if people wanted to learn more about you and, and what you do, where would they go to do that? They can go to the same place. And in fact, I have on that website, I have uh, my own podcast, Workplace Jazz. I have an e-learning course that's on its way uh, that's in, in development. I have, uh, they can find out about my music uh, on the three singles I've created. And there's a contact button and how to order. Uh, so if they want to just contact me directly, they can order contact me from there. And that'll take them to one of my, my main website, which is GeraldJLeonard.com. But again, go to workplace-jazz.com uh, to learn more about me. Super cool, my friend. It's, you've, you've given me some inspiration and, um, and some great wisdom to share with other amplifiers who are out there. But as we're looking to part ways for the moment, um, if you could kind of gather one more kind of piece of wisdom that you could give to other amplifiers who are on their journey, just a piece of advice that you've learned on yours. That would be awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, Become, become a lifelong learner Um, because, you know, think about it this way during the pandemic technology, uh, the changes that we've seen in technology, they weren't scheduled to happen for about five years. But because of the pandemic and all of a sudden we're all kind of pushed into a screen environment, right? Where we have to distance ourselves, uh, communicate through Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all the other virtual uh, tools and work virtually. Um, Technology has moved ahead about five years, which means if if you're not learning some of the newer technologies, then within less than a year, you become archaic. And so one of the ways to remain um, vital or to to stay uh, on the cutting edge of what you're doing is to be a lifelong learner. 
And honestly, you know, yeah, I got gray hair and everything. And but honestly, life being a lifelong learner keeps me young. Obviously, playing music keeps me young. I enjoy what I get to do. I enjoy the writing and everything else I get to do. But the mindset of a lifelong learner that I'm always learning something new. And every day I wake up going, okay, what am I going to learn today? That's different than I've ever learned before. That's going to move me ahead or, or open my mind to new ways. And once, once your mind has been stretched, it can never go back. Love it. Keep on amplifying. There you uh, go. Gerald, it's, it's been awesome to reconnect, to hear your story. And I'm glad you were able to join us and, super props to you for all the things that you've created. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Ken, for having me. I appreciate it. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.